0: work with someone that can help you take a look at what you're currently earning, maybe assign, you know, an inflation number to that and then put an end date to where, you know, you're going to not be earning money anymore. And then you'll get that big number of, hey, this is my lifetime, you know, income earning potential.
1: Welcome to another episode of The Wealthy American podcast. You're here with Will Hinkson and Jim Striker. Jim, how are you today?
0: I'm doing awesome, man, Will. Thanks thanks for another opportunity to get in here and do the podcast. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a great show.
1: Man, I'm so excited, right? We say it every time, but it is so true. We live in the best country in the world. It is the only country that provides the opportunity that we have here to come from literally nothing like you and I did, work really hard, work smart, figure our way through, and then from there, work up into the levels of actually becoming a wealthy American and being able to provide for our families and live in abundance. And today, what are we going to talk about, Jim?
0: Today, we have uh, an incredible topic, and right, we are going to talk about the personal economic model and becoming that person.
1: Let's go into it. So I just got back from New York City. I literally, my wife and I flew in this morning. I was out there supporting a nonprofit called Force Blue, which basically takes former combat special operations divers and repurposes all of our skills and training and puts us back to work with each other. And I'll tell you, man, this thing changed my life seven years ago when one of my best friends kind of started to put it together and we really started getting going on it. And it was cool being around a lot of those guys because a lot of the guys that I came up with, it's guys that were legends in my community before I got there. Also a bunch of other special operations guys, SEALs, special forces, Army combat, or excuse me, Air Force combat controllers, Air Force PJs, and just an incredible group of human beings that were there. We had about 170 of them. And today what we're going to go over is we're really going to break down how money flows through your life. And you'll probably hear, for those of you guys listening, you will have heard some of this before. So I don't want to rehash a lot of it. We're going to go through it because it's important to go through. What I want to talk about is the mindset, because most people know this. But why aren't most people wealthy Americans if they know it? Why do so many people struggle with being 50% or below, which is what we said below, what was it, 47,000, Jim? Was it 48,000? What was that number, you remember? 48,000, right? Why do so many people struggle with that, right? Like my family did for years and years. And what does that look like? And I wanna start this off by reading what we called the recon creed back then. I started out as a recon marine, kind of went from there in my kind of military special operations career. But I want to read the reconcrete because I think this is highly relevant to what we're talking about today because I want to give everybody listening a different way to think about it because everybody thinks about special operations and this and that and all this stuff and all the movies. The truth is, is it's a lot of mindset of just keeping going and going and going. When I started out my special operations career right now, I'm about 195 pounds. Back then I was about 165, right? because you have to endure over and over and over again. And then you end up in the gym because you want to get bigger for the next 25 years, right? But here's the recon creed. Realizing it is my choice and my choice alone to be a reconnaissance Marine, I accept all challenges involved with this profession. Forever shall I strive to maintain the tremendous reputation of those who went before me. Exceeding beyond limitations set down by others shall be my goal. Sacrificing personal comforts and dedicating myself to the completion of the reconnaissance mission shall be my life. Physical fitness, mental attitude, and high ethics. The title of Recon Marine is my honor. Conquering all obstacles, both large and small, I shall never quit. To quit, to surrender, to give up is to fail. To be a Recon Marine is to surpass failure. failure, to overcome, to adapt, and to do whatever it takes to complete the mission. On the battlefield, as in all areas of life, I shall stand tall above the competition, Through professional pride, integrity, and teamwork, I shall be the example for all Marines to emulate. Never shall I forget the principles I accepted to become a Recon Marine, honor, perseverance, spirit, and heart. A Recon Marine can speak without saying a word and achieve what others can only imagine. And so that creed is one that all Recon Marines live by.
0: That is beautiful.
1: Beautiful. And the relevance that it has today when we talk about this, that mindset, because it's more than just words, it's imprinted on your soul if you make it through, and especially once you get to a team and operate, and especially when you deploy to combat. And so what I want to talk about today, and we'll break it down, is how money flows through your life. But you have these opportunities and these decisions, and the mentality that you take into making those decisions will determine, for the most part, how well you end up doing financially. So let's talk about that. Because the first thing that we have, and I want you guys to think about this as we're going through, think about any old cartoons, any movies you ever saw where you have a conveyor belt, you've got that rubber conveyor going over, maybe you saw the old I Love Lucy episodes where you got the bottles going down. And then occasionally what happens is what? Those bottles split off into two separate lines. And those decision points is a lot of what we're gonna be talking about today. So the raw material that you have to start with is what's called your lifetime earning potential. And Jim, tell us a little bit about lifetime
0: earning potential. Well, yeah, it's great, and and what I heard from that creed, which is beautiful, and thank you for sharing that. That's absolutely uh, amazing. I think that'll make a, an imprint, you know, on my life. But what I'm hearing about that, as it relates to personally in economic model, lifetime income potential, really is ownership. Ownership, mm-hmm. and I love the fact that it's all about the decisions that we get to make, and then owning, you know, those those decisions, right? And so I, th- I thought about this this morning, and, and mistakes made over and over again don't, aren't really mistakes, they're actually decisions, right, that that someone makes, right, and so we have to be accountable to decisions, you know, that we make, and as it relates to the lifetime, you know, uh, income potential and the personal, you know, economic model, we all have a personal economic model. In that, we're going to go to work, we're going to earn some money, we're going to pay some taxes, and then money's going to flow through our hands where we're going to have a decision to make. Do we save it? And before we get there, Jim. Let's break down each stage. So
1: let's just talk lifetime earning potential, and then we'll talk about that next thing that happens and then the decision from there.
0: So what is lifetime earning potential? Good question. So thanks for uh, slowing me down. I get ahead of myself. This stuff becomes second nature. So I just like to get it out to everybody and give everyone the goods as quickly as I can. But lifetime earning potential is simply this. It's all of the money that is going to flow through your lifetime while you're earning. So... If you're 20 years old, or you know, 30 years old, until the day wherein which you retire, all of that money is considered your lifetime earning potential, and so that's usually a pretty good size number for most people. You know, it's it's well over seven figures if you think about it. You know, it's it's a lot of money, and so that's that's really what that means is all of the money. Let's talk about that for a second.
1: Yeah, because lifetime earning potential, you've got a couple of things. This is one of the first decisions. And places where your mindset, your mentality, the skill set, and your work ethic will apply. Which is, are you setting yourself... And I'm not saying, right? I'm sure there's some folks out there listening that are like, my mom was a teacher. My dad was a teacher. I'm a teacher. It's my calling. But you're saying I should go out there and earn money. It's not what we're saying here. But what we are saying is, if you want to earn more money, you have to... Your skill set and become more valuable in the marketplace. That's the only way you're going to get paid more. Maybe it's through business and entrepreneurship and owning your own company. Maybe that's through going back to school and getting a master's degree. Maybe getting a doctorate degree. Maybe up leveling with just any sort of certification that you can get where you can end up moving up your income potential dramatically, right? Yep. Maybe it's working really hard and working through a management track or working in the company and your income potential goes up right there. So this is our first kind of split on the conveyor belt where we look at what is the size of the lifetime earning potential? How many of those bottles that we put on that track are we going to have in there, right? And this is the first place that we look at. If we end up up leveling our skill set and our value to the marketplace, well, we have a whole lot more bottles and we do a whole lot more with that.
0: Yep, yep, absolutely. It's it's the very first decision. One is to actually know what that lifetime income potential really is, right? So go through the the work or work with someone that can help you take a look at what you're currently earning, maybe assign, you know, an inflation number to that, and then put an end date to where, you know, you're going to not be earning money anymore. And then you'll get that big number of, Hey, this is my lifetime, you know, income earning potential. And, um, this is where I, I'm going to start doing my planning from, right? Yeah. For, for everybody listening, we should mention it's real
1: important. This is not financial advice. Financial advice requires a trained professional who can get clarity into your specific situation. Clarity is power, and you should have a trained professional that can understand your specific situation, apply that, and really work within your individual circumstance. So what we're giving is more educational, broad strokes. And if you are somebody who wants to break this down, you can always reach out to us at Congruent Financial Group, and we'd be happy to walk through a lot of this visual model that we do with our clients for you.
0: Yep, very well said, Jim. Back to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's the that's the that that's it. Once you know what that number is, there's obviously a lot of you know power and clarity, right? With regards to clarity being you know energy, and then you have that opportunity to to look at. Um, in, and in the personal economic model, that money, you know, coming down through you know our fingers usually has it hits a first stop, right? For most let's of us. Let's talk about that first stop. So yep. so now we know our lifetime earning potential.
1: Yep. That comes out, it's going along the conveyor belt. And we actually yep. don't have a split here. What we have is more like a regulator, or maybe even a you know, something that diverts and just pushes a bunch of these bottles into the trash can. Uh, for lack of better terms. Let's let's talk about that.
0: Yep. Yep. So the very first filter for all of us, um, is the tax filter, right? So we have a partner, um, who's involved in our life, whether, you know, we like that partner, you know, or not, or love that partner. Uh, it is what it is, you know, being an American in this great country, so we have taxes, um, that, you know, that we pay. And so we're going to pay our fair share of taxes. And in, in America, we have a progressive tax system, right? So we have, a, um, a, a marginal rate and an effective rate. And um, you can go to, uh, you know, IRS.gov, plug in your income, and then you can look at what your what your tax rate, you know, is. Um, but once you know that number, then we move on to the next phase of the conveyor belt. Yes. And so now you got your after-tax dollars, right? Yep. Anybody
1: who's ever seen a paycheck from the time that you were old enough to receive a paycheck is familiar with this. It's what's it's the actual number on your check, as opposed to all the numbers that looked really nice until you got hit with. FICA and you know everything else that comes with it, right? Yeah. This is, I would say probably, besides leveling up your earning potential, this is the single biggest difference I see amongst people uh, inside of their, really how they end up later in life, right? Yeah. And the thing that I think about with the Recon Creed is exceeding beyond the limitations set down by others shall be my goal, sacrificing personal comforts and dedicating myself to the completion of the mission shall be my life. And the reason why I think about that here is because if your neighbor or best friend or cousin or whoever just got a brand new whatever F one fifty, right? Fully the platinum edition. Yeah. There right? you go. And all of that In stuff. And they're showing you all the thing, you're like, I want that thing. But you don't mm-hmm. have the money for that. And that's gonna take all of your kind of cash flow out when you're paying that. 700 hundred dollar a month payment for 36 months or whatever you got it for you've made a choice that your current lifestyle today and what that looks like and the things that you drive and the, what it looks like to have that roof over your head and how nice or maybe just livable it is that that is more important than the future if you've regulated and said cool i've got 100 bottles every week that are coming through here and i'm going to put 99 of those bottles or 90 of those bottles, or 95 of those bottles, through to my current lifestyle, and I'm gonna set aside one or two, but everything else go into here because yellow, right? You only live once, let's do it. And for me, it's not never been the way that I've looked at it. I've looked at it and gone, how do I make sure that I am set up in the future? What can I do now that is unreasonable relative to some of my peers that allows me to kind of leap forward dramatically later in life? What are those short-term discomforts that I can put myself through? And I'm not saying, hey, go out there and live under a bridge. What I am saying is if you can divert a good amount of that after-tax dollars, not to your current lifestyle, but to your future lifestyle, and this varies for everybody, right? And obviously the more money you make, the bigger this can be because you have a smaller percentage that you need to cover your lifestyle, but everybody at some level, everybody can put something away. You just have to sacrifice the new iPhone. You just have to sacrifice going out to lunch and dinner every day instead of eat at home, right? These are the small things that in the beginning set you up to live a life that most people dream about. And honestly, in not that much time, right? It feels like a long time when you're in it, but in five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years, depending on your earning potential, you're in a place that most people only dream about and they don't understand it. I remember this is a quick aside, Jim, I think you'll appreciate this. So I was an executive. I would kind of worked my way up through a company and at, you know, my last position there was CEO, uh, which was great. I was incredibly honored to lead our team, with like 145 people at the time, all of that stuff. And I was looking at the other executive team, a lot of them in the board who were mostly the founders, and they, they knew what I was making. And I was making good money, uh, not crazy like GM, CEO money, but I was making good money, right? And they were making much more money. Well, one of them had asked and really, really wanted to know like, Hey, how much do you have saved up because it seems like you kind of understand some of this stuff. And I had told him, and it was a fair amount inside of that. So well into some figures and all that stuff. And, uh, he's like, how, how did you do that? Right? Because I'm making way more and I don't have that. I go, yeah, but I don't spend nearly the amount like brother, you got the Louis Vuitton you got all this stuff and it's nice. I see, you know, you're running out boats and taking private jets and all this stuff. I'm not saying I'll never do that, but I'll never do that now, because I'm not at my goal. And not having Louis Vuitton is not a sacrifice, but at the time I was driving a 2010 Pontiac Vibe with a crack in the windshield, (laughs) being one of the fastest growing companies in Australia and being the CEO of that company, because it was exactly, it worked and it was fine. These are the decisions that mark where we end up in life. These are the things that when you think through it, how do I reprogram myself not to go, how do I sit in sacrifice and toil and, you know, drag myself through the dirt every day, but instead, how do I just accept what I have for now? Go, this will work and move forward joyfully. That's the people that I see win more than any other. Jim, your thoughts?
0: Yeah, it reminds me of of a couple of things, and I, I just love the sidebars, love the story. So, brother, you're on, you're on fire today for everyone. So it's great. But it reminds me of, of two things when I first thought about, and and also you know giving guidance you know to people who are, are are reaching their you know potential, hitting their tax filter, and then kind of coming to that decision of hey, what do I do with this money and how much right i mean i i know i need to save something and uh, i think as americans a lot of people have subscribed to the yolo right and that is a big pet peeve of mine i don't believe in yolo at all i don't believe you only live once i think you live every dang day but you only die once that's the reality of it right and i think there is that kind of culture or culture kind of thing where people are going broke to look rich Right. And I think there's a danger, you know, in that. But I think that moment of clarity, you know, for, for at least for me, from my perspective, was once I understood what my lifetime income potential was, and I knew that I was going to have a partner and everything that I earned, and I was going to have a lump, of, a lump sum of money thereafter, I really wanted to make sure that I was saving a certain percentage of that money first. And then I was going to build my lifestyle around what I was saving. So, not magical here, not 5%, 10%, you know, a, a specific number. It's whatever number is going to work based off of what your plan says is going to work for you and what you're trying to achieve. And so there's no such thing as a, you got to save 10% first or 20%. You, all, all, you, you want to get to the point where you can save as much as you can without the big sacrifice of, you know, really diminishing your lifestyle to the point where your life isn't b- becoming fun because you are living, you know, every day. But we have a process for that, Will, and I'm sure you know we're gonna get get to that. And it revolves around um, answering the four most important, you know, financial questions. But once you get to the point where you have this money, you've agreed to yourself, you've made the decision, you've taken ownership that you're gonna do this. Now the conversation gets opened up to where do you save that money and where do you put it? Yeah, and so these are the other
1: choices. So it's either lifestyle or it's future lifestyle, and going up into future lifestyle. The next decision you have to make, it feels like a small one in the moment, but it matters a lot. And this is where really having somebody that's a professional walk you through a lot of this stuff matters. There's a lot of nuances, guys. When you look at things like the tax code and you start to pour through that, and Jim and I are gigantic nerds with this stuff and do pour through it, right? And you look at a lot of those statutes, this is why they called for and continue to call for, for tax reform because there's so many laws. It is hard to keep track of all that stuff and go through it And you really do need a professional to help you through all of that stuff. And the reason why I mention that is because when you go into future lifestyle, now it kind of goes up and we've got this smaller bifurcation. It feels like in the beginning where I can go things that, you know, let's say I do a 401k or a Roth IRA or an IRA, or I'm doing all of these different things, or I'm going with something that's a little bit more protected maybe not as high returns, like what are the benefits? What does all that stuff look like? And this one we won't dive into too much today because it's not around the mindset of it. If you're the person that is going to put it away, I would say the only mindset component or thought of who you are that comes into success here is uh, the thing that I I have heard over and over again from a lot of the people that we talk to, this may or may not be happening to you, but we do hear this a lot from the folks that we speak with, which is, I wish I would've understood this stuff a little bit more when I started, because I didn't realize the tax implications, what that actually meant. That when I looked at my statement, not all that money was mine based on where I would be at with taxes. And they told me I'd be in a lower tax bracket when I retire. And now with the amount of money that I've saved, turns out I'm in a higher tax bracket. And I would have been... So there's all these things, right, that you wanna look at. And so the only thing I would, you know, kind of advise towards here, or advise towards you thinking about and considering when you're going through the process, and again, this is not financial advice, Again, that requires a trained professional with your specific circumstance. But it's when you look at this stuff, go, hey, do I understand this at the level of somebody that is working in the profession and truly can break this stuff down for me, answer the questions, and then I have that information moving forward to be truly informed? Because if you do, then you're sitting pretty good. If you watched a two minute, 30 second video from whatever financial product institution you're looking at, and that's what you're basing it on, you might be in a little bit of trouble could not be as well, but it's, you won't be as informed as speaking with somebody who can really show you the ins and outs of the stuff. And that's where that matters a bit, right? And then the last, so that's that's our big split off. First two is lifetime income potential, and then how much you put towards lifestyle currently versus future lifestyle. And then our n- next one is what does that look like? Which again, that's where somebody that really understands a lot of these nuances and all that stuff, if you don't have that understanding, that can help you a ton, especially if they can model it out visually so you can see it and they can explain everything that's going on. And then after that, it really becomes a kind of a game of drawdown, right? How do I start withdrawing all these funds? And instead of accumulating wealth, how do I decumulate wealth into my retirement? And what does that look like? And so Jim, tell us a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I like the, the the climbing the mountain analogy best for this. Uh, at least for myself, I'm I'm really visual, but I just think about climbing a mountain. You know, accumulating money is climbing the mountain. It's it's the journey up. Getting to the top of the mountain is hey, I can actually now turn off my income. I can stop my employment. I'm at choice to go ahead and retire. I've reached the top of the mountain, and I can turn that into a cash flow that hopefully replaces. All of the money that I was earning while I was working adjusted with taxes uh, and inflation, and so accumulation now is turning into distribution you know phase of, of life um, and there 's a lot of conversation you know around that, so again we 're not giving financial advice you know, here you know, on that, but I like to think about it in terms of Climbing the mountain and coming down the mountain, and that's uh, that's the definition of, of being at choice. Whether you want to retire, continue to keep working, um, whatever retirement you know is is for you. But I like to define it as you have the choice whether or not you want to go to work or not. Right? There's plenty of billionaires that go to work, um, but there's you know for a lot of people that you know Will and I speak to, I like to go around the room and ask people, raise your hand if you want to work till you're 100. And I don't get a lot of takers. Right? And so there's a time in our lives when we want the choice to go to work or not go to work. And to do that, you need to accumulate you know, enough money to be able to do that, right? And so that's kind of what we're talking about is saving that money in the right places for the right strategy that's gonna work best for you so that you can get to the top of the mountain and then start to spend those savings so that you don't run out of money or outlive your money. So that's the way that I, I explain it.
1: Well, I think that's a great place to, to call it today, Jim. I mean, I think we went through really what the, the major decisions are that can impact your earning potential, as well as what you keep, right? Becoming that person that's willing to go through a little bit of short-term discomfort to be able to have a dramatically different life than most Americans.
0: Yeah.
1: And I think that is the thing that separates it. And I think that's the thing that makes our great country, our great country, which is you have the option to do that. If you wanna work hard, if you wanna put one foot in front of the other, if you're willing to sacrifice a little bit, and if you're willing to do that in a long enough time horizon, it works out pretty well for most people and most countries are not like that. Yeah. And so thank you for joining us here today. Uh we're on a mission, guys, to make sure we can empower more Americans to have more wealth. We believe that that is what's going to create a stronger America in the future. Uh it's something that we're really proud of. Thank you for joining us here today. If you like this, please like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, all that good stuff. And if you're one of our audio-only listeners, please go and leave us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to. It helps other people see this podcast uh, and not only hopefully helps them, but hopefully impacts their family, impacts their family's family and generations to come. All right, y'all we'll see you next time.
0: Thanks.